How have you been over lockdown? Have you learnt any new skills? I wish I I wish I could say that I'd learnt a new skill, but I really haven't. Um, I think for me it was nice to kind of, although it's come from a horrible situation, to slow things down um, and have some time at home before I started my new job. It definitely slowed the pace because it's picked right back up again now. So it's been kind of a nice a nice point, but just lots of reading and running and things like that. <laughs> oh, that's good as well, though. Why did you uh, choose to run for the role? So I chose to run for welfare mainly because I felt like, for me, it was it was kind of the role I most resonated with. So I'd been involved with the LGBTQ plus forum since first term that I started university, so three years on and off involved with them. And I just enjoyed my work so much. I felt like it was the work that, that made an impact to students. And so when it kind of was, was coming to the end of my degree, I felt like I still had something to give. And I felt like welfare was kind of the most given in terms of making an impactful difference for for student experience. Um, what are your main aims going into this year? So I think we found ourselves in in very strange times, obviously. And for me, I have a huge ambitious manifesto, which I think is what a manifesto should be. I think my priority now is making sure that student experience is as good as it can be and student welfare provisions are as good as they can be while we're not on campus. That, that's something that really that I feel really passionate about. I want to make sure that all students have the access to the resources that we would have had in a world before coronavirus, whether that's mental health services, sexual health services, um, the advice team. I want to make sure that students still know where they can turn to in this strange digital time that we found ourselves in. So, yes, still definitely going to be tackling my manifesto. It's how we, we tackle it from a digital perspective now. In your manifesto, you mentioned housing. And how has the coronavirus bubbling idea and measures changed how this is going to work for you, like social distancing, bubbles? Yeah, this is, I think, I can't speak from a position of expertise because this is the last thing that I expected to be dealing with when I ran in an election in March. So I honestly can't say I I know how we're going to deal with housing and housing bubbles, but conversations have been, I've just met the um, the living team um, and they've been really helpful and really engaging. And so conversations will be happening on how we actually deal with this because it's just a situation that I never expected to be dealing with that I, I came into this role passionate about making sure students basically know what they're doing before they're signing a you know a, a legal contract and now I'm thinking what do we do about about housing in a corona world <laughs> and it's completely thrown us all but it's something that I'm quite excited to tackle and have those conversations with living and with the union staff and the advice team because you know they're they're the experts at the minute. So in your manifesto you mentioned changing when you sign contracts for houses so do you think you can still get that to be changed to Christmas or do you think with everything else that's going on that it might have to wait some time? It's, it's one of those things is that myself and, and the team have been having those those conversations about how we tackle signing contracts and basically we're, we're figuring out the logistics of what we can and can't do, who we can speak to um, but, but the one thing, I, I've just come out of a meeting and it was really interesting because someone said that everything we do now seems to be short term thinking because we don't know where we're going to be in two weeks, four weeks. So I think for me right now, it's making sure my students are OK yeah. and that they're getting the resources that they need just to get through these weeks. But it's still absolutely number one top priority and 
you know, if I can even set the groundwork for some work, that would be brilliant because I never expected to find myself in this situation. So to achieve even a base level of groundwork in terms of housing would be fantastic. You mentioned marks of tenancy as like a tool in your manifesto. Can you tell us what that is? So marks of tenancy is basically, it. I don't know what the right word is, a scheme, or it's kind of like a an online app. And what you do with it is, say you're looking for a new house and you go to view a property, you might type in this property on the app. You can basically see what other students have rated the property and any comments that they've left. So this house has had a lot of, I don't know, mould, say. Or this house is really, really great. We've enjoyed living here. Or this house is in a really noisy location. You can basically see the history. And after you kind of leave the property, you can also rate it. So it's basically student consultation. It's finest. Um, you want to know what properties really like, listen to the students. And I didn't even know. when. I, so when I was running, um, in the elections, I didn't know this even existed. So we have all of these tools that are kind of floating about, but I kind of want to combine them into one campaign. So you mentioned your How to Adult at Lancaster campaign. How are you going to publicise this? Are there any certain social media platforms you want to use or other offices you're going to talk to? At the minute, I'm just waiting to get my hands on my social media accounts, which I'm very excited about, because that is especially... I hate to repeat myself again, but in the times of coronavirus, it is so important that I have my account um, and that I have students engage with it. Um, I've actually had some conversations already with some staff in the university, and they've taken quite an interest in this campaign of having kind of a, a digital resource, basically tackling all the things we wish we'd known when we came to Lancaster. To have kind of an online space where you can go yourself is much less daunting than just having to approach people because I wasn't confident enough to go and ask people you know how to do this how to do that where do I need to be to do this so yeah the the university staff have taken quite an interest in in this campaign and uh, are looking to help me compile kind of a digital resource of student experience. You used the statistic of 27% satisfaction from the students union as benefiting people's welfare are there any other ways you're going to try and improve that statistic? Yeah, there's kind of loads of things that I want to do, and it's with the help of others that I'll be able to actually do it. So we've got a fabulous team of, of part-time officers, and I think the whole point of a student's union is they're meant to represent you. And here we have these amazing part-time officers with a, a wealth of experience that run some fantastic forums. And what I would like to do is is to work closely with them so that we actually have a student's union that is representing the, the diverse student body that we have. And we're talking about a lot of different different things at the minute. So um, I know that I'm supporting, it's definitely Molly's project, but Molly, the Students with Disabilities Officer, is basically adapting, well, creating, creating would be the better word, a accessibility framework that the Students' Union must follow. Um, and I think when, once we, we implement policy and frameworks like that, we actually have a Students' Union that is representing the student body. So I'm supporting her with that at the minute. Um, we're still working on that together, um, which is really interesting. I have spoken to the library staff recently on how myself as a welfare officer and our PTOs can be involved more with the, the content of, of the library in terms of the displays for LGBTQ plus history month, for Black History Month. And 
you know, student satisfaction is, is so important. Has the uh, Black Lives Matter movement prompted any ideas of how you're going to support the Black History Month that you mentioned? Yeah. So we have a brilliant PTO. Max is so passionate. He has a wealth of, of experience and he is doing amazing things with his forum at the minute and his presence online is absolutely fantastic. I mean, the one thing is I never want to step on a part-time officer's toes. They were elected into that position. They have a mandate. What I, what I said back in my hustings is that I want to be there in the background for them to come and, and basically use me as a, as a resource. But I always want their experience to be at the front. So what I want is for Max's vision of Black History Month to be the vision that's carried forward and for me to kind of be the logistics in the background. But I'm really excited to see what, what Max does because his, his online presence at the minute is fantastic. And, and that's what it's all about. That's his role. And, yeah, he's doing a great job. You mentioned a out-in-sport campaign. Is this going to be something that spreads across all sports that you're thinking or is it going to be sort of only certain ones that you'll be able to implement it in? Yeah, so Out in Sport was a campaign from years and years and years ago before I came to university. And it was basically teams kind of pledging um, allyship in whatever form. It was quite a digital campaign. This, again, is now going to be a very different experience, you know, Sport yeah. has come to a grinding halt. I can't even meet with the sports teams at the minute because they're not practicing, they're not training, there was no roses. Um, but if we have a long-term vision, I would almost love to do what Molly is doing with the accessibility framework right now, where there is a set of pledges. Um, and I would love to see sports teams kind of sign up to those pledges willingly because that's what allyship's about. And basically promote promote the, the wonderful allyship that we do have on campus. Um, my, my next question is, with coronavirus going on, have you thought of ways to help combat the uncertainty and mental strain that everyone is under? Yeah, so I think it is a very uncertain time, and I think the one thing that will be beneficial is communication, constant communication. So we're currently in our induction period right now, we're basically learning how to communicate with the student body and how to communicate digitally in this time because that's all we have. So I want to make sure that that although there's uncertainty that I'll never be able to personally tackle because I think coronavirus is yeah. way bigger than my position, that the students just know who, who our team are, they know what our team does and they know that our team is approachable. I'm happy. I've had students just message me at the minute and come to me. And as long as that communication is there and they feel that they don't just have a representative in the students' union, but also just someone they can talk to about their uncertainties. So I know that Shannon, our brilliant um, vice president of societies and media, is working on um, basically a little VT at the minute, introducing our team, talking about what we do and just making it a lot more personal. Because I'd like us to be the team that students feel they can talk to about about their issues about their concerns, um, because if not us, then who? We're their students' union representatives. So that's what I think is really important, that consistent communication. We'll finish with some nicer questions. What are you looking forward to doing when you get back to university? So number one, I'm actually looking forward to meeting my team in person. I think that would be really great for us, although we've had a lot of time to kind of bond digitally and we all get on really well. But um, I, I do look forward to, to getting back to my team and getting back to the students and just student life continuing in whatever form it may be. But 
just to be back in the place that we all want to be, I think is what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to actually starting my manifesto as well. Like I said, conversations are being had and, and planning is going on. And I think I'm looking forward to kind of once my training is done and I'm much more knowledgeable and, and wise, I'm looking forward to getting a bit hands on with my manifesto um, and actually running some campaigns, which will be really exciting. What have you missed most about the city of Lancaster? That's a hard one because I miss many, I miss many things about Lancaster. I think it's the student feel. It just has a, it has a buzz when students are there, especially on campus. That's what made my student experience is that, and the reason why I chose Lancaster, it's students are at the heart of the city and I, I miss being amongst that. And it, it's another reason why I ran for my, for my role, um, is that I, I love the, the student community. So I, that's what I really miss. Thank you very much.